Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. We're almost through the second month of this year, but that doesn't mean that you should forget about those New Year's resolutions, your new goals, especially your skincare goals. Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. I've been using this stuff. Look at me. Look at my face, Pace Case. You're glowing. How young do I look? Tell me. Tell me the number. That's a pace case glow. You look like a little baby. Thank you. That's the look I'm going for. And uh, I put the stuff on at night, <laughs> Dimes Eye Cream, and then they have a, a dewy day cream that I also use. And this is the result. I, I've i literally never used a moisturizer before. Mm-hmm. I've always had oily skin, but now it's getting to that time. And I made one of my New Year's resolutions to be to do my skincare routine. And I'm using the dewy day cream in the morning. I keep it on the left. Using the restorative night cream, I keep it on the right. It's bim, bam, boom. I know which one to use. And now my face is moisturized all the time. And it's so nice. Do you look like a baby as well? Thank you. I was waiting for it. (laughs) (laughs) A little slow. (laughs) But uh, this takes the guesswork out of the routine. So uh, this is part of the work system, the two moisturizers there's also a sold out retinol alternative the tbt cream uh i can't wait to try that one as well dime has over two million happy customers and their product reviews are literally all five stars this year love your skin again go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount that's dimebeautyco.com It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues, a befuddled Bachelor Clues, a disappointed bachelor clues a wronged i was gonna say you look real befuddled right now (laughs) i am as you know we're recording this on monday morning by the way around 11 30 pst and last night was supposed to be the live love is blind uh reunion event so i was waiting i was watching could you even load it well, you got the Love is Blind screen and then the just the fucking spinning wheel is what I was staring at for hours last night. And then occasionally a screen would pop up that would say technical difficulties. Check your internet connection. I was like, it ain't my internet connection, motherfucker. It ain't me. Everyone check your internet connection. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what it was. Everybody's internet connection last night uh, seemed to have crapped out. I was loving the memes, though. They were so <sighs> good. Memes are so good. But unfortunately, what seems to have happened is 
Netflix could not broadcast this live thing. It took them hours to get it up. Then only some people could watch it and others couldn't. And it was getting spoiled for those people. So I just kind of checked out. I still have not seen it. Again, this is about 1130. It's 1139 right now. Uh, PST, as soon as we get done recording this episode, I'm going to try to go on Netflix and watch it and have that up. By the time you're hearing this, uh, I should have my coverage of it up on Patreon, on uh, patreon.com slash Camarosas. One of my favorite memes was, it's a just a picture, Brett. This should be a day of no surprises. It should be a day of planning. Classic. I, I saw that too. Fantastically done. So good. Yeah, the meme <laughs> content was off the charts. But uh, obviously, this is a big hit for Netflix. And by hit, I mean a, a hit in a negative way. They took a hit with this one. They have produced <laughs> what I think is a a stellar season. Big hit for Netflix in their face. <laughs> a big hit that took a big hit. No, it was it was great. I mean, season four was fantastic. This was the best season of the show by far. It got the most press. It was blowing up, et cetera, et cetera. It's really coming into its own. And then to cap off a season with a fucking unmitigated disaster that is purely technical. This has nothing to do with the creative producers, nothing to do with the people who make the show. This is on the Netflix end. This is on the broadcast end. I don't know. It's on the Lachey's. <laughs> they had nothing to do with this. Are you kidding me? They were probably sitting in a fucking green room drinking $1,000 bottle of champagne, just laughing their asses off. Like, how long do we got to stay here for this? Whatever. I don't care. You're paying me. But um, I'm picturing them jamming a film roll into some sort of machine. <laughs> yeah, just make sure we got something. No, I mean, they were able to record it, obviously. They just couldn't broadcast it live. And... I don't know, it speaks to a very interesting problem that both The Bachelor and Love is Blind, what I would argue are the two biggest dating uh, game formats, both tried to do live events at their finales and both fucking failed. Bachelor, obviously, we all know, had that like uh, four-minute segment during Gabby El Nicky's date. Oh, the soundless segment on the beach. Exactly. And so uh, that was bad. Where I thought I did check my internet connection. I checked my <laughs> TV connection. It felt like the Sopranos finale all over again. Um, Interesting. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I had that exact feeling, but this was another just giant malfunction. This was way worse than what The Bachelor did, obviously. So we'll see if Netflix can... Um, embarrassing. In any way, make up for it. Not only embarrassing, like, I think it enraged people, especially after this year, Netflix hiked their fucking subscription fees. And it's like, well, this is your biggest show. It's what everybody is waiting for. And you just shit the bed like this? They're advertising it so long. And then... Some people are getting it, so it's being spoiled for people. Ugh. Yeah. And I have to say, I went on Jackie's Instagram. I was like, what are the players saying about this? That was a fucking mistake. You got, like, it's all just spoilers. Don't go on Jackie's Instagram if you haven't seen the reunion yet. It's all spoilers. <laughs> Stay away um, from Jackie. But how can you? Because you're also trying to check social media to see if it's on yet. Because you don't know, they're telling you it's maybe your um, your fucking ins or your internet. You have to go on Twitter. You have to go on Instagram to see if other people are able to watch it yet. It's like how you get the news about what is even going on with this shit. Yeah, you're right. You need Twitter for that. I don't know. Yeah, that's hard to avoid. I I mean, 
I don't go on social media at all when I'm trying to avoid spoilers. And it's it's tough. It's tough. The succession spoilers, I know people were super pissed about. And it's like, that's a point of viewing, you know? But that also is one, it's a different thing. With succession, everybody who wants to watch, watch succession can watch it at the exact same time. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of on you. If you get spoiled, you know, that's like your own fault. This was, they were rolling it out. And like some people could see it and some people couldn't. But they used to fuck up Game of Thrones. They did the same thing with Game of Thrones. They fucked it up like this. Well, it would overload the HBO Max application. And so people couldn't uh, couldn't watch it. You don't remember this? Wow. Well, I don't know if that's what happened here. I don't know what the technical issue was with this. But I do know that some people were able to watch it. Some people were not. Some people got to watch it, but it came in like halfway through the fucking event so like you just missed the first half of it and you got to go back and rewatch it now that i think now it's all up at any rate we've done enough talking about this one thing is clear can't wait to watch it uh <laughs> the uh technical people whoever was in charge of, of broadcasting this very bad at job and if you want to celebrate just how bad at job <laughs> these people at netflix are nice you're going to go to gameofroses.co where we have a brand new mug that is the bad at job Game of Roses mug, pick up a couple, give them to the people in your lives that you feel are bad at their jobs. <laughs> sip some tea, sip some sauce from it. Either yeah. one, maybe both of them together. Yeah. Buy one and send it to uh, Netflix, perhaps. Send it to your boss. Indeed. But today we are here to do something that we've never done before on this podcast. <laughs> Pace Case and I are going to be dispensing advice. Dark Seeker has painstakingly culled all of these questions that were sent to us. Again, questions asking for advice. And we're going to play, I believe, 10 of them here for you now. And we're going to dispense our advice. It will be the best advice, no matter mm -hmm. what the situation, bar none. Um, it'll be at least at Vial level advice. I can guarantee that. However, should anything go wrong, we are not legally responsible. <laughs> Obviously, it's just advice. Take it or don't, your choice. You make the final decision. Yes. But if you would <laughs> like advice, we're going to be doing this next week too. Hopefully this will go well. Hopefully we will change lives for the better. And if you would like to get some of this life-changing advice, you just send an email to askgameofroses at gmail.com. And again, uh, Dark Seeker reads all of these and she, she gives us the best ones. Or not reads, sorry. These have to be... One minute recordings. Do not... Write it out. Do not write it out. That is correct. My apologies. Have a friend record it if you want to disguise your voice. <laughs> <laughs> sure, you could do that. Disguise your voice. Take it in a garage band. Pitch it down. I need some advice on a very important situation. Last night, I was supposed to broadcast something live, and I ended up screwing up. How do I keep my job? <laughs> yeah, use AI to have... <laughs> Use AI to have uh, Dark Lord Harrison ask your advice. If you're in a precarious situation, you need to conceal your identity to get this advice. But uh, let's jump into this, Pace Case. Are you ready for the first question? I don't know. Yes. I haven't listened to any of these either. This is We're going in clean. So here we go. Here's Ooh. our first 
Uh, question for advice. Hi, Bachelor Clues and Pace Case. My name is Zuzi, and I'm getting married this year. And no, I don't need you to buy me a fancy toilet brush as a wedding gift, but I would like your ideas for my bachelor-themed bachelorette party. Unfortunately, the Bachelor Live on Stage show got canceled, and that was my original plan, but I'm still sticking to the bachelor theme. So, do you have any ideas for my for the theme? Um, are there any ideas you have for outfits we can wear, for activities that we can do, for games that we can play? I would love your thoughts on how we can commemorate our beloved game during my bachelorette party. This is a great question. Mm-hmm. And yes, I have a million ideas. Pace Case, I'm sure your mind is already exploding like a volcano with bachelor-themed ideas for a bachelorette party. I love this theme for a bachelorette party. I wonder if the people attending even know what the bachelor is. I'm curious. Are they all batch heads? Is it half batch heads and then half civilians? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a good question. But I how deep in the pit are we talking? I think everyone attending can probably at least be filled in on it if they don't know what bachelor is. But this is where I would start. Well, you know why? You know why I asked that. Why is that? So you gotta have at my Erica's Bachelorette, she beat the shit out of a dick pinata. And I'm like, what is the version of Bachelor that can be the pinata that you attack? A rose? First answer. No. Dark Lord Harrison. But how deep in the pit are they? Dark Lord Harrison. You have a custom made Dark Lord Harrison pinata that you're all beating with sticks until uh you don't even need it custom made just get one that's just a guy and then draw with markers to make it look like dlh that's a good idea i would say i don't know what the budget of this bachelorette party is but i would say it's probably mandatory that you're going to rent a limousine and that you're all going to travel from location to location i think there should be multiple locations i think you're going to want to do a be a man type date maybe you go to axe throwing uh arrive in your limo i think you bring a a um one of those little driving caps for whoever your limo driver is to wear so he can be like Big Polly. Yep. And call your limo driver Big Polly all throughout the night. I think you also go to the lengths of this. I think uh, the bride here, Susie, I believe what you're going to want to do is you're going to be the first one to exit the limo. You're then going to stand at the door of whatever these locations are, and you are going to be presented with limo exits from your guests. Whoever you've invited to your bachelorette party, they are now obligated to do a limo exit, a big one, hopefully a crazy one. Every time they exit the limo, they will have to come up and reintroduce themselves to you at every location. Wait, no, no, no. I I think you do one big limo exit at the beginning of the night and she's presented with all of these things kind of as a ceremony of opening that's pretty good welcome to the weekend and obviously Susie should give a fimp uh fimp rose to whoever does the best limo exit i don't even know if it should be a fimp i think you wait till the end of the night you have the after party group date rose i think you give a group date rose to whoever was the best bachelorette party attendee or maybe a femp and a group date rose sure give everybody a rose but there are a lot of traditional hometown dates one-on-one dates group dates that you can mimic um in all of this will there be forced violence on these group dates probably not maybe you want to stay away from that will there be forced nudity probably not maybe you want to stay away from that pool hoojus oh my god please hooju yes i'm assuming this is in arizona still i don't know Hot. Might not be. Might not be. If it's not, 
see if you could rent out Villa de la Vina. I know you could rent it for 14 people. In the unlimited budget. For like $10,000 for a night or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. But yeah, Huju competition is great. Maybe later in the night when everybody's drunk. Be careful. Don't injure yourself. But maybe you just pull the limo up to a nice park, a nice grassy area that has about a hundred yard approach so that you can properly do this. I think that's fantastic. Um, maybe you do. I remember Jesse Palmer was on a Be a Man hometown date where the player's father forced him to shoot machine guns into a lake. That could be a fun activity that is very reminiscent of Bachelor. I mean, it's an homage to these things. You know what I mean? I think you got to be doing tings all night long. See who can play the best ting song in the back of the limo. Give everybody a little knife, everybody a little glass. Other staples of Bachelor, Bachelorette parties. Uh, dancers. Maybe you want, you know, some some totting dancers. Maybe you want, oh, a prank. You pay someone to act out a prank and pretend to be your ex-boyfriend who comes in and and storms is like, Lisa, Susie, you can't marry this person. I want you back. And then it's all a prank. And that person's actually the dancer. Oh, that ain't bad. Well, I mean, look, these are all great <laughs> ideas, of course. Perfect ideas. Perfect ideas. You should use them all. Use one or two of them or use none of them. This is up to you. But this is our advice. Uh, thank you so much for the question, Susie. And congratulations. We hope that your wedding day is fantastic. And we hope your bachelorette slash bachelor party, your bachelor-themed bachelorette party, we hope it goes off without a hitch and that uh, this has been helpful. But at least the limo. At least the limo and limo exits. I think you got to do it. You got to do that. And maybe, you know, start spicing things up. Start tattling on some people. Stir in a little fake drama. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's got to tattle on somebody. Somebody has to reveal some just like information that destroys all your friendships. If there are people, if you go to a bar, don't do that. People have to perform steals. <laughs> like one girl's chatting up a guy, you got to go in there, perform a steal. Perfect. And look, I'll, I'll just give one more bit of advice. If you really want to make it not just a bachelor themed party, but if you want to throw a little gore spice on there, you got to have somebody in your bachelorette party, has to drag one stranger into the pit. <gasps> Love that. That should be a goal that night. And maybe maybe whoever can do it gets the group date rose. Again, these are just ideas. Take them, leave them, do what you will. But we hope, again, that you have a great bachelorette party, a great wedding. Uh, thank you so much for the question. Let's move yeah, on. Congratulations. To our next piece on of life-changing advice. finding love and choosing the best bachelorette party theme ever. Exactly. So here we go. Here's our next question. Hello, Pitt. My name is Samantha, and I'm married to my wonderful husband, Bruce. I have been watching The Bachelor since Juan Pablo season, and Bruce has been watching with me since Paradise season six. We have a 16-month-old daughter named Rainy. She's a fun, adventurous Sagittarius. Unfortunately, Bruce and I fell in love and got married, so we are no longer eligible to compete in our beloved game. But hopefully the game stays around long enough for our daughter to compete at a professional level. What advice do you have for raising an expert level bachelor contestant from infancy? A chilling question, but a good question. <laughs> I love this. Um, <laughs> first of all, you need that Instagram. You need that TikTok. If your child is not on mm. social media yet, that is a mistake. This must be remedied immediately. Start your social media accounts for your child immediately. 
and start trying to blow them up. I would personally recommend getting an auto GPT to start automating all of the tasks necessary to grow your child's um, social media presence. And I would do this for the next. Yeah, have a chat GPT write the Instagram captions. Get deeper than that. You're going to need auto GPT to be running these tasks 24 hours a day. But uh, beyond that, beyond just the Instagram, if you really are looking at our beloved game, if you want to send your child into the Bachelor Bachelorette franchise, you're really looking at training them on a specific game. This 10-round this game of attrition that is, as we know, starts with night one, goes through the regular season, into the playoffs, into the finals. Have your child watch every season. Have them watch it all constantly. Is your child born yet? Play it while it's in the womb. Well, this child is 18 months old. 18 months old? Start playing it. You're almost behind. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but... Crucial. <laughs> Crucial zero to five years. <laughs> I would say when you're watching the the Bachelor and Bachelorette seasons, so too should your child be watching. Um, it's, it's just a matter of like... I know it sounds crazy. This sounds like a crazy... Uh, piece of advice and yes it's done in jest I understand that the truth of the matter is this if you're serious about these types of things whether it's Bachelor or any other show for that matter reality television generally it is a game it is a sport and if you look at like baseball or football or any other sport kids are being trained to play these things literally since birth you see like Tiger Woods was famous for this put a helmet on that baby start some hoojus yeah, I mean, definitely hoojus. I would absolutely uh, start some kind of athletic regimen for your child. That is going to come in very handy in our beloved game. But it's basically just about understanding the ins and outs of the game. I would start some, uh, you know, work in emotional emotions and therapy as well so that you can really get a hold of your emotions to be able to um, operate under duress in game. Yes. Not saying the, the torture aspects just yet, the sleep deprivation, but, you know, teaching the, teaching the person how to <laughs> get through things that are hard. And then I would start, I mean, look, this, this maybe is taking it to a crazy level, but they took it to the crazy level with this question. Once your child is old enough to start having sleepovers, you start running mock group dates with their group of friends. And you see if your child, <laughs> you start seeing if your child can outcompete their friends in these mock group dates. Then you just have to be careful when those children go back to their parents and their parents are like, oh, what'd you do? Uh, spend the night at your friend's house. We did a group date. What? Yeah, maybe you don't call it a group date. You call it like, you know, play date. Yeah. But look, I mean, the truth is that's no fucking crazier then, like, I remember when I spent the night at my friend's house when I was a little kid. We'd go out in the fucking backyard and play baseball till it got dark. It's the same shit. Yeah. It, it literally is. Um, I would also enroll your child in, and this may be terrifying, pageants. Like, that's going to be an invaluable source of uh, just information and game knowledge. And We got to say it. Get, get baby Susie in pageants. <laughs> Put her in the dance things teach it teach the child to dance for sure i would say that would be a hobby i would focus on yeah all of these kinds of things dancing comedy etc these are all like general skills but like the the specific nature of this game i think pageants is great i would i would have your child in as many kind of like group competitive things as you can football mm, yeah 
tackle football. You're going to need tackle football. You're going to need like to get them comfortable with some kind of violence being visited upon them in a group sport scenario. <laughs> That's going to happen. Um, Clues. No, don't put violence on your children. I'm just going to say this, and I'm going to leave this out there. In those group date football games, people get fucking knocked out. People get concussed. People have to have surgery after it to repair the damage done. You're never going to see that in the show. They cut all that shit out and they make you sign a contract saying you'll never talk about it. But that shit happens in our beloved game. You know, um, actually, a tool that I think could be really helpful um, that I think was in some ways for me is my sister and I played a lot of Barbies growing up and worked out a lot of stuff through the Barbies. And I think that that could be a great thing that you could kind of set up to, to have the child start playing through role role play with the dolls of like a bachelor type event. Like you have one bachelor and a bunch of Barbies and like set up a bunch of different scenarios. Start learning that way. Yeah, that's great. Little role play. Well, we hope this has been helpful and we wish you and your child good luck. Uh, as <laughs> I'm sorry. As to everyone. <laughs> perhaps they will be playing our beloved game in the future. Let's move on to our next question. I mean, another thing that you could do is you have the baby meet the bachelor in a <laughs> bachelor watching party and then you play that video for the child when they're older and say, this is when I was the most proud of you. Okay. Sinister. All right, let's listen to this next question. Hey, Clues and Pace Case, it's Serena. So I was broken up with last summer, and I've recently decided over the last few months to hit the streets again, aka enter back into the world of dating apps. I've been going on a few dates, and I've even been seeing some people semi-regularly. However, nothing seems to compare to the spark and excitement I had with my last relationship. I keep comparing these new dates to my ex, and nobody seems to light me up like he did. My ex, on the other hand, has had no problem moving on and is in fact publicly displaying his new relationship on Instagram. It really hurts to see and I just want to find someone who reignites my joy and excitement to be in a relationship again. Any advice about how to pursue the dating world after a breakup and perhaps see things through a different perspective when dating? Thank you so much. First of all, I am so sorry that you're going through this. Yes, Serena, our apologies, our condolences. Your ex sense <laughs> toxic. And he's not as good as you think, he or she or they. Yeah, I mean, not. my advice would be this. I have some years on you, Pace Case. I've been out there. I've been out there in the streets. I've been on the apps. Um, I would say this. It's not about the years. It's about what you do with them. Yeah, I've done some things. I got some experience under my belt. But I would say this. There's something happening right now. I read an article about this the other day called Dating Via Goblin Mode. Have you heard of this shit? No. <laughs> This sounds like a dating strategy clues would be into, though. Goblin mode. No, it works. This whole article was about how it fucking works. What is it? Goblin up? No, goblin. G-O-B-L-I-N. Like the little <laughs> monster. No, I know. And the, the idea of goblin mode is that you just give in to all of your desires. Fuck everybody else. You're going to do exactly what makes you happy. Fuck everyone else. And this article was basically about how like a whole generation of people now, Gen Z basically, is dating via goblin mode. And if it's like, if the person you're on the date with can't fucking handle it, then that ain't the right person. And this is kind of, I think, I'm not suggesting that you do like pure goblin mode or whatever. Do it if you want, though. I'm basically just saying, if you can find another person who can light up your life or whatever like this ex did, and you will, by the way, I, I, I don't know 
how long you've been at it, a couple of months or whatever, you're going to find somebody who's better. You're going to find somebody. It, it's like invariably that will happen. A thousand percent. Because you'll find somebody who does different shit, who fucking turns a joke a little bit differently, who likes a different kind of TV show. And you'll start to see like, oh, you know, maybe those things I thought were great about this person weren't actually that fucking good or they're kind of replaceable. It seems like that now because it's fresh with time and distance. Yeah, you're still in the suffering the suffering part. And it's the worst part when you're in that because people will be like, you're going to get out of it. And when you're suffering, you're like, no, I won't. This will never end. No one's as good as that person. And guess what? You're going to look back on it one day and be like, what was I thinking? What was I thinking so many times? Yes. My advice is to get out there have fun, fucking goblin mode the shit out of whatever city you're living in. <laughs> and eventually, there's going to be somebody that pops up that you're like, holy fuck, who the fuck is this person? And then you get to start it all over again. You get to have the spark. You get to have your mind blown and all that stuff. Look forward to that fun time because it's fucking coming. Big part of my advice, block this ex. Why are you still looking at their Instagram? Block via all, yes, any form of anything. And I don't know if this is goblin mode. This is something I heard on a podcast once is like approaching dating, especially like online dating, which is how most of my friends are dating. You're throwing pennies in a wishing well. You don't really care about each one. You're just like throwing them out there and then you only need one. Volume. Cast a wide net. Go, you know, go on a date a week, maybe. I went out on so many. Go on a fucking Two dates a day. That's goblin mode. You're going out on a breakfast date, a lunch date, a dinner date, maybe a fucking midnight date. Treat yourself as the bachelorette. Exactly. That's exactly it. Cast a wide net. Get a fucking group of 30 people that may or may not know about each other. <laughs> Don't do that. Be honest with everybody, obviously. <laughs> um, I would say figure out, you know... Also, this will sound cliche, but date yourself, figure out what you are really into and do those activities a lot. And then you'll just naturally meet people who are into that same shit. If you like climbing, join a climbing gym, go there all the time, go to the like social events for it, etc. Insert your activity, Pokemon Go. Uh, squirrels. Okay. You're going to definitely don't join a squirrel group to start dating. Probably not a Pokemon Go group. Let's just, if we can erase those two pieces of advice. Okay, Pokemon Go. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. That's... Also, I would say this. Look, it's predominantly adults, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, this wasn't in the question, but if there is a desire or possibility to get back together with this ex, it will not happen if that ex sees that you're looking at their Instagram stories. So what Pace K said in the beginning oh. is true. Block that motherfucker. Get out of there. Zero contact. Block. Ghost protocol. You have to. That's the only way to get them to kind of miss you. Uh, if that is a desire. It may not be. It may not be. I don't know. I'm just saying that is a strategy that works. Don't get back with this person. Or do, if that's what you, you wish. Broke up for a reason. I'm, I'm just trying to help people get what they want. You want the spark? If that's if that truly is the only person who delivers it, I don't think that's accurate. I think there's a million people that will deliver the fucking spark. It's not possible. Because also, I don't want to get too vialish here, but you got to be ready to accept the spark. These people you're going on dates with now might have the spark, but you're in this mode where you're like, that's the only person with the fucking spark. Pining. Everybody's got some kind of a spark. Everybody's got that. You just got to be ready for it. 
And so it may take goblin moding for six months until you're ready. All people uh, are very complex. <laughs> I'm telling you, this goblin mode shit, that article got me fucking riled up. Get goblin. Yeah, goblin. Goblin mode. All right. Thank you so much, Serena, for your question. Uh, let's now move <laughs> on to our next piece of advice. Hi, Clues and Pace Case. Maddie here from Montreal, Canada, home of the great ones, ring winner Vanessa Grimaldi. I need some advice on career, creativity, and motivation. I'm an artist, and I recently completed my master's in fine art in painting and drawing, where I spent three years really producing constantly and talking to like-minded individuals about art and ideas and teaching and writing and creating a thesis exhibition. Since graduating, I have felt totally stuck and unmotivated. I know I need to apply for things and get my work shown, but I feel really tapped out of ideas and unsure of what to do next, and I almost feel like I'm right back where I was before school. This makes sense considering I just did this big thing that I put all of myself into and it's done now, but how do I find my inspiration and momentum again? I see you both as being extremely passionate and productive in what you've built with your podcast and your incredible book, which I did use in my thesis research, I should add. Any words of wisdom for me? Creativity. <laughs> That's right. The spark of life. I got a question for you, Maddie from Montreal. Do you smoke weed? That usually helps. <laughs> <laughs> that can get you real creative, real passionate, real fast. Um, but if you don't, I, I mean, I think every artist goes through this. Anybody who has any kind of creative inclination goes through this from time to time where you're just like, fuck, what do I do next? Uh, you know that you like creating things. You know that you you have fun coming up with it. It's a passion of yours. It's a part of who you are, but you get stuck. It's writer's block. It's I don't know what else it's called mm -hmm. in other artistic disciplines, but we all have it. Painters cucking. I have not heard that, but okay. I'll take your word for it. Um, but yeah, we all go through these uh, things from time to time. I would personally, this is what I always do when I get in a spot where I'm like, oh, fuck, what should I do next? Um, Bath time. Take a few baths. No, I go and I watch or I listen to or I read things that inspired me when I was younger. So I'll go back and I'll watch a movie like uh, mm. The Natural always gets me going. Shit that's like really good, you know, where you're like, fuck, that's amazing. And feeling that again, that like art can be amazing, usually gets my shit going too. Like, fuck, how would I build upon this or do something like it, but in a different area or whatever. That's something that I use from time to time for sure. Um, and I find that it's always helpful. Yeah, or... Or look at what your contemporaries are doing, your your competition. I do think there's things that you can do to just sort of reset your body, like go in a cold body of water or uh, go on a really long walk listening to music. I, that's where I get a lot of my ideas, showers or walks or late night at bed. Keep a journal next to you. Yeah, for sure. Write down all your ideas. I would also potentially give yourself small tasks. I, I remember when I was first starting to learn or like teach myself how to make memes with my phone, all the different little programs and stuff. A thing that I did was I, mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't even want to admit this. Just follow one person and make a meme of every image they post on Instagram. That's what I'm going to say. I went to Nick Vial's Instagram page and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to make a meme of every post he's ever made. And I just started to do it. If you give yourself some kind of task that is iterative, at least for me, uh, I find that that helps. It expands your vocabulary of whatever tools you're using creatively. 
it forces you to kind of like learn new shit. And then in learning these new things, you might even get new ideas about new kind of original things you want to make. So I don't know what that would be for you. Maybe it's taking a painting that you really like, like a famous one or, or an artist that you like, taking that image and then telling yourself, I'm going to make 10 versions of this that have some kind of subtly different things or whatever. Um, just taking other art that you really value and think is great and try to put your own spin on it can sometimes get your juices going in a way that that produces something. Clues. I quit bras during the pandemic. I said, no more. They're not comfortable. I'm being comfy as a lifestyle. Um, and I couldn't picture a bra that would exist that I would want to wear. But today's sponsor, Honey Love, has revolutionized the bra game. They don't have underwire. They don't have bulky fabrics. And they are so soft. Basically feels like a second skin, which is the only type of bra I will be wearing in the year, year of our gore 2024. Mm-hmm. I got the crossover bra, the black runway one. It has this cute like mesh that adds peekaboo mesh that adds this very sexy touch. So it's like doesn't look like it's, you know, a comfortable bra, but it is. And I guess I'm a bra person again. It turns out. Well, congrats, Pace Case. I know it's a big step for you right Mm -hmm. now. You can treat yourself to the best bras on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash roses. Use that exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash roses. After you purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support Game of Roses and tell them we sent you. Treat yourself to Honey Love because you deserve it. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? I always am. Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the U.S. uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to Canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Everybody listening to Game of Roses can use the code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Clues, I gotta be honest, I didn't know much about wine until we got First Leaf as a sponsor. And this is a wine club. Love to be in a club. They have amazing wines and exclusive perks. This is First Leaf membership. I filled out the quiz. I answered these questions. They sent me the things that were tailor suited to me, including the Dita Akello 2022 mm. Shiraz Rose from Southeastern Australia. Shiraz. Rose all day, baby. It's one of my favorite types of wine. When you're celebrating, you know, February, the month of love, I love to have it. It'll be even better for springtime. Rose is the 
color of spring, I always say. But I'm thankful to First Leaf that I got to try it. With First Leaf, you get to choose when you want your box delivered and how often you get new assortments of wine. You get to be part of that wine club Pace Case was talking about, which is going to give you access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want wine pairing, advice, you want to talk about the wines you're getting in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get that member-exclusive pricing on every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. And that's just my two cents. That's how I do it. Hmm. Where do you get your best ideas? My dome. No, I mean, I, I don't. I mean, the specific problem of not having enough ideas or like feeling that I'm stuck on the ideas part is not my problem. Usually my problem is I've got, <laughs> I mean, I already know that I've got thousands of ideas that I'll never be able to produce that are good that I think should be produced just simply because I'm uh, chained in this mortal coil. Really? Just DM clues. He'll give you some of his ideas. Yeah. Hit me up. You need some ideas for paintings? I got a bunch. They're all bachelor related. Um, anyway. Yeah. Draw <laughs> Alex Michelle on top of a, a giant majestic steed crossing a river. I would also encourage you to start getting into AI shit. I know that I beat that drum a lot, but it's like, it's fucking coming. It's fucking coming. If you're not using AI tools to help in your, your artistic generation... Um, you are going to be very behind in the next year. So I would start getting familiar with all the AI image generators, the text to video generators, however deep down that hole you want to go. It's just YouTube videos. Spend a night watching YouTube videos on the future of AI generated art. Um, anyway, Maddie, we hope this has been helpful. We hope that you have a nice time in Montreal. If you run into Vanessa Grimaldi, say hello. Let's move on to our next question. Hello, Pace Case and Bachelor Clues. I am a gore girl from Ontario, Canada, up here representing the North, and the pit needs your help. I find myself in many conversations with male football fanatics, and I will gladly debate them any day on how Bachelor is a professional sport and should be treated as such. I need advice on how to best win this argument and would love succinct talking points I can whip out at any scenario. I appreciate you and your help. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. This is a great question from a nameless uh, resident of Ontario, Canada. A lot of pit dwellers in the north. Love it. Now, Love it. I've done this, um, nameless pit dweller from Ontario. <laughs> I know. I feel like you have the best advice for this one. I've done exactly this. I used to do this a lot with my friends. I, pl I play a uh, Dungeons and Dragons game on the weekends with some old high school buddies who are all very into sports. They would start throwing around quarterback or whatever. It may not have even been football, but in this case, let's just keep it to football. They'd start throwing around quarterback ratings, pass completion ratings, all these esoteric football stats. And I would just interject into the conversation. Oh, yeah, that's like uh, Caitlin Bristow. She had a 0.45 rose quotient in season 13 of The Bachelorette. You just throw it in as though you're talking about the exact same sport. And when they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? You then explain what a rose quotient is and how it's similar to a quarterback rating or similar to a baseball ERA. If you can liken the statistical categories used to describe our beloved game exactly to the statistical categories used to describe football, they don't have a leg to stand on in that argument. Then here's another thing you can do. 
there's some football players that are like beyond reproach, like Tom Brady in this next thing I'm going to say. But many of them are not. Football, baby. Instagram followers. Who has more Instagram followers? And fucking look it up and always use Hannah Brown or use Francesca, actually, Farago. Be like, this is a player <laughs> from uh, Perfect Match or Too Hot to Handle, what, however you want to describe her. And you say, she's got this many Instagram followers. Your fucking favorite player, who is it? Or just have them name any player and look them up on Instagram. Yeah. Again, chances are, unless it's Tom Brady, even Tom Brady, I bet. How many fucking followers does he have? I bet it's not that many. Hang on. I'm looking this up right now. And let's see if this is actually good advice or not. <laughs> Tom Brady has 13.7. I would also use a plant in this situation. I would have a friend there with you yeah. to also take it completely seriously. And then they'll feel like they're the loser. And bottom line is this. Jesse Palmer played for the New York Giants. He was a fucking quarterback in the NFL. That at least gets you an in. That at least gets you to be like, do you know who Jesse Palmer is? And if they're like, no, then you'll be like, what? <laughs> he was the backup quarterback for the New York Giants in 2004. Then you know more about football than they do. Quote some Jesse Palmer statistics. No Jesse Palmer statistics cold. I don't even know what they are. They're not good because he was not a starting quarterback. <laughs> but he was on the fucking team. <laughs> like he was a literal NFL fucking quarterback for a couple of years in there. I would know his statistics cold, come in with that angle. And if you can out-knowledge them about football, then they must listen to what you have to say. If they're not assholes, you know what I mean? And then you've got them because you're like, oh, well, he's the fucking host of The Bachelor. And he was The Bachelor in season five. Season five is when they brought on the first impression rose. Season five is when they had the first yeah. uh, villain come back, the first resurrection. And you can start quoting all your own kind of esoteric stats and you can get them involved that way. You can get them to understand that this is a sport too. And memorize all of the football players as well. Be like Tyler Cameron, Matt James. The more stats that you just rattle off. Colton Underwood. Colton Underwood. <laughs> Doesn't matter if they played or not. You just say their name, say their team, and they'll be like, oh, wow, I'm getting really a lot of knowledge from a, a cool person. Kick it back to college because Tyler Cameron and Matt James never played professional football, but they were uh, players on Wake Forest's college football team. So you got to go a little deeper. And by the way, that enriches your expertise. They're not going to know about fucking Wake Forest college football statistics from 2014 or whenever that would have been. <laughs> They're not going to know. Yeah, who does? So anyway, those are just some piece of advice. Uh, you have to out statistics, the football statistics, basically. Prove to them that you have equal or greater knowledge about their game than they do, then they must accept the knowledge you have about your own game. I hope this has been helpful. Carry an iPad with a, your data grid and whip it out and draw circles and start drawing swipes everywhere and then they'll just be like, wow. Uh, I'm not sure that'll work, but try it. We'll see. We hope this has been helpful. Let's move on to our next question. Here we go. Hi, Gore. I don't even know what to say. If you guys listen to this, I probably would shit my pants, but not actually because I'm on a podcast and that would be embarrassing. But okay. So my question is I. So at my job, my boss was trying to set me up with my coworker and would always schedule us together and everything like that. But then recently I found out that she's actually. Um, having sex with him so um what do you think how do you think i should handle that situation <laughs> um thank you so much and i love you guys and i listen to every single episode all the way through 
12 times while I sleep. Okay, love you. <laughs> okay, first of all, love you too. Yes, absolutely love you as well. Second of all, is your boss Kamala Harris? Whoa, <laughs> shit got real. Uh, we don't know this person's name. We only know that they are a potential pants shitter and we don't know where they live. But we thank you for the question. I hope you do shit your pants. I hope you do not. It's, it's uh, probably not a pleasant experience. But this is a strange circumstance. But you always form a strong memory. Of pants shitting? It's good to have more memories. Okay. Uh, I don't personally <laughs> have that memory, but <laughs> I'm getting the feeling you might. Oh, yeah. I bet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Aside from advice on how to shit your pants, um, I mean, I have some questions here that unfortunately we just can't have answered. What kind of job is this? Is any of this legal? Is Are there HR ramifications? How sinister are you willing to be in order to get this uh, co-worker? Yeah. Do you become the boss if they get if she gets fired for exploiting this power dynamic or will she just fire you? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, moving parts to this. And I'm I'm guessing the goal. Do you have proof in writing that it's happening? How do you know? Yeah, proof in writing is hard unless you have a, a recorded audio of the conversation. But I'm also kind of confused about the goal here. Is the goal that this person who's asking the question wants to be romantically involved with the coworker who is now romantically involved with the boss? Mm. If that's the goal, I think we have to operate as though it is. I don't know. There's a bunch of different ways you can go about this. One pace case already outlined. You can try to get your boss fired. Don't recommend it because if it doesn't work, the boss is going to seek retribution and you're going to be in the crosshairs. Mm -hmm. Two, you can propose to the coworker. Garoppolo. Whatever. I don't know what you got going on there, but like, let's, I'm down to do something casual. Or yes, you can also uh, propose a thruple, which may be the best move because if it works out well, and thruples always do, you will be able to climb the corporate <laughs> ladder. Your boss will see the benefit in it and uh, promote you as well. No, I don't think that would happen, actually. But um, I mean, I don't know how serious any of this is. Are there going to be real feelings hurt? Is this just kind of a casual thing? Yeah, I don't really know what the goal is. I don't either. But I would say be careful because it may impact your career. Uh, I don't know, what, again, what kind of job this is. I don't know how serious the job is or if you are on a career path here that you don't want to be destroyed by a potential romantic interlude. Um, I simply don't know what is more important, I guess, to the person asking this question, whose name I also don't know. Yeah, from what I know, if I were in this situation, I would just do nothing, but... Right, this is a Bachelor producer. Um, is that good advice? <laughs> well, no, I mean... I, Again, I just don't know the goal. I, I can only assume the goal is to get the coworker to be in, engaged in a romantic relationship. Yeah. Is the coworker of age? <laughs> you always keep asking that. You're really on the Dalai Lama tip today. Um, I would say. You're bringing up the Dalai Lama. I didn't bring up the Dalai Lama. I'm not bringing up pedophilia all the time. It's just all <laughs> the men are always doing pedophilia. Everyone. Men, get it together. That's all. That's my PSA. I agree. It's gross. Uh, yeah, and it's it's very insane. That Dalai Lama thing was really fucking crazy. Nonetheless, we're trying to give advice here to a nameless person who may or may not shit their pants that is trying to have a romantic relationship with their coworker who is also ha currently having a romantic relationship with their boss, even though the boss tried to schedule them to work together so that a romantic uh, relationship could uh, potentially evolve between them. Yeah, that's weird. If If the boss is like, keeps trying to set them up, that's uncomfortable. I understand that. But I say, depending on how important the job is to you, let's say the job is not that important to you, 
and you're willing to get fired and potentially seek employment elsewhere, and you really want to have some kind of a romantic relationship with this coworker, just fucking put it out there. Just say it. Hey, I'm down to do this. What do you say? If they say no, move on. No harm, no foul. If they say yes, you get what you want. That would be my best advice in this situation. Shoot your shot. Yeah, why not? Uh, let's move on now to our next piece or our next question to be asking for advice. Here we go. Hello, Clues, Pace Case, Dark Seeker. My name is George and I'm in San Francisco. Thanks for all that you do and your amazing book, How to Win the Bachelor, Book Watch 2023. I'm looking for publishing advice. I'm making a series of five experimental graphic novels, something like Where's Waldo meets The Walking Dead meets Harold and the Purple Crayon. Uh, should I find a publisher or self-publish? What advice would you give me as I plan to launch these out into the primary and secondary worlds? Thanks so much. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. I have some interesting advice for this. Uh, George from San Francisco, first of all, congratulations on completing what I'm sure was a, a big task, a labor of love to create these graphic novels. I would say this. This is something that I'm thinking about doing. I thought you were going to say congrats on living in San Francisco because that's a feat in itself. That too, yeah. You got to be doing something right. Rent's high. This is something that I've been thinking about doing with some of my current writing. I'm uh, a little disillusioned, I would say, with the traditional publishing world. And I do think that it is crumbling, um, as many of the traditional media uh, outlets are, especially the ones that are distribution outlets, like publishing, like network television, whatever. These things are crumbling. Yes, you can get in in the, in the last days of it if you want, but traditional publishing deals are going to leave you no money. You're going to get fucked on those, period. This is something that I think may work. It's very experimental. I'm not suggesting you do it. I'm just putting this out there as something you could potentially do. Again, something I'm thinking about doing with some of my own stuff. You make your product available for free as a PDF or uh, upload it all. If it's a graphic novel, upload it page by page to an Instagram or a Twitter or whatever. And if you can kind of get some traction on that, you then offer anybody who wants to can buy the, the physical product for whatever price point you want to put on it. Mm-hmm. I think that this is there's something especially with books you can sell it on Patreon yeah or make a Patreon do a Kickstarter to actually have it um, printed so that you can at least cover printing costs if you want to do it self-publishing style but I think that there is a a desire especially with books to own the hard copy at least in some percentage of the audience that's going to read your stuff if they like it they will want the actual book itself to have kind of the object of it. Mm -hmm. Especially for a graphic novel. Right. And I don't know, like, again, this is experimental. I don't know what the differential is in people who would have bought it sight unseen without having read it versus the people who read it and are like, yes, I want to support this artist and I want to have this physical copy. Personally, I think it's probably about the same. And if you want to go a traditional publishing route and you've got to factor in how much money that's actually going to cost you, because publishers take a lot. They take most of the money you're going to make. If you go down a traditional publishing route, like especially for graphic novels, you usually don't even get an advance. They'll maybe split the profits with you and profits in quotes are what is determined after publishing costs are recouped, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You may never see a fucking dollar out of it. I have published a graphic novel. 
That was a 50-50 profit split with the publisher. Mm. Guess how much I ever got paid? Zero dollars. Nothing. Ever. Oof. So, uh, and that was a, a lot of work. It was, you know, fucking 80 pages, I think four volumes. So however many pages that was. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. At any rate, these are just my two cents, but it's something that I'm thinking about doing because as we're moving into this next era of media distribution, I just think that the old models, unless you're a gigantic celebrity who can garner like a multi-million dollar advance. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's not worth your time to even go down that road unless you want to be involved in that. And if you do, then you're, you're back to the fucking, like you've got to submit your shit to all the big graphic novel publishers and hope that some editor at one of those places likes you. And how do you even know who those editors are? It's just like a, a giant crazy task when I think you could potentially generate an audience for yourself by putting it out there in the world. And then if the audience gets big enough and is engaged enough, they will buy your thing and you could turn it into a, uh, a little bit of profit for yourself or money to invest in the next project you want to do. Yeah. The whole process of getting a book agent is actually insane. And there's people in forums who will tell you like how they're monitoring and they do these submissions. And there's like a whole world unto itself that you kind of would need to learn a lot about and get involved with. I also would recommend the going your own boss route. You could even do like the first 15 pages are available for free and the rest you have to join the Patreon or something. I I would suggest working on your social media because I think that's, you know, that's a way to promote yourself and Unfortunately, I feel like it's a big part of a lot of jobs. But being your own boss can be great. Yeah, it's true. And also, I would say, I don't know what, you know, in your career of artistic projects or graphic novels, I don't know where this one falls. But if it's one of your first ones, just always remember, you're going to do another one. So you can always experiment with anything that you're ever doing because there will be another thing. And take whatever you learn from doing this and apply it to the next thing that you do. Mm -hmm. All right. We hope that that has been helpful advice. And you have a great voice. Maybe podcast. Yeah. Start a podcast about your graphic novel. Um, (laughs) But thank you, George, from San Francisco. And now let's move on. Here we go. Here's our next question. Hi, Pace Case and Bachelor Clues. My name is Haley, and I am looking for advice on a very life-altering decision. So I'm currently um, getting my master's in counseling. And when I graduate, I plan to do play therapy with kids with autism and kids who have experienced trauma. I am lucky enough to have received a grant for my master's program. However, that grant requires that I work for four years after I graduate doing a type of therapy that is not play therapy and that I am not particularly interested in. If I don't work back those four years, I will have to pay the grant back. So I will essentially have tens of thousands of dollars in debt. I already have debt from undergrad. So I'm just really not sure if I would rather add to that debt or work in a job where I'm not happy. Please help me make this decision. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. 
You get chat GPT, you program an AI to pay off your debts. Now you're getting it. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, this is a difficult decision. Obviously, you're looking at being saddled with debt, which is always something that's going to be hanging over your head and, and cause a just kind of general lower quality of life because there's always stress about debt. Or go into four years of something that you already know you don't want to do, which causes you stress going into that four years and causes you stress during that four years, but then you are going to lessen your debt. However, you did say that you already have student loan debt. You've already got that stress, mm -hmm. whether you accept this grant and do the work or not. Um, mm -hmm. My advice would be pile on the debt. Who gives a fuck? Eventually, you will pay it all off. There will be a time in your life where you are debt-free, but it ain't going to be when you graduate. You already know that. So if you just add a little more debt onto that, but you get to do the thing you want to do, you're also building four years of experience in the field that you're interested in, in the thing you know you're going to build your life around and your career around. So when those four years are up, you might have a little more debt, but you're going to have so much more experience and knowledge about the thing you want to turn your life into that I think it's invaluable. I think there's no amount of debt that, that would make that not worth doing. My own two cents. This is my personal opinion. Obviously, this is your decision to make. But in with the information that you've given us, Haley, that is what I would do. I had some debt when I graduated. That ain't no shit. Then that took a long... I, did, I went to fucking USC film school. You know, you're graduating out of there making minimum wage as a fucking assistant in Los Angeles, California, trying to pay your rent, trying to eat a sandwich every once in a while. That was not very fun. But eventually, you pay the debt off. And you already, it seems like, have kind of jobs lined up and stuff, you know? It's like you get this grant to do this work. That experience in that work is going to lead to, I believe, some kind of job that would be profitable, would allow you to pay off the debt. Again, just my two cents. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's always going to be kids experiencing trauma. So it seems like a there will always be the demand for that job. It's also an amazing thing to choose to study and and to help people with. Um, so thank you for, thank you for doing that. I, I agree. And I, I don't know if this is too simplified, but when I hear, I'm like, Oh, someone got a grant to do something that seems hard in itself. Yeah. I would be like, yeah, I'll, I'll take the grant. And you don't know that you're not going to like the job. It's still a mystery, right? No, I think, uh, she said she knows she doesn't want to do what the grant would require. Oh, that she will get the money no matter what. If And then she has to do four years of work that she doesn't want to do in order to make the grant free, or she can just take the money and then pay it back later, which would incur debt. But the idea that you know exactly what you want to do with your life is fucking fantastic. And I, I truly believe personally that if you are a person like that, as soon as you know what you want to spend your life doing, don't waste a fucking day doing something else because that will always be time wasted always and fucking pursue it and it's rare so many people don't know what they want to do yeah i agree i remember when i fucking graduated college i was like i want to be a writer i knew that 100 percent. guess what had to pay the bills had to put in six or seven years doing shit that i did not want to do all the while under the cover of night when i was getting off work fucking doing my little writing submitting them to agents doing all this kind of shit just beating my head against that brick wall and those years were fucking miserable because I knew I was wasting time. Mm -hmm. I was like, what if I didn't have to put in eight hours a day doing this dumb bullshit fucking job? What if I could put in eight hours a day writing something? Yeah, I would be doing so much more, so much more interesting stuff. So 
at any rate, that's just kind of where I fall with it. But we wish you luck, Haley, with this decision. It is a big one. We hope our advice has been to some degree helpful. Let's now move on to our next question. Here we go. Hello, Pace Case and Bachelor Clues. I am proud to say that I am deep in the pit with you all. However, I have no social media. I don't watch The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Sometimes I watch Bachelor in Paradise, uh, but mostly I just love listening to your show. You all make me laugh so hard. You bring me so much joy, and I just thank you for all the hard work that you put into it. It's very impressive. The advice I'm looking for is I am moving across country with my wife and my two daughters. I currently live in California, and I always have a hard time with how best to give notice at work. I have a job lined up. I have a house, we have a house that we're moving to, um, but it's just tricky because I have no animosity towards my supervisor or any of my coworkers. We actually all get along really great. And I would just like some advice on how best to approach the situation and, and how I can leave in the best way possible. Uh, once again, thanks for all you do. You guys are hilarious and thanks for your advice. I got this one cold. Thanks for the question, by the way. This is another nameless questioner, but I know this one inside and out. It's very simple. Thank you so much for all of the opportunities you have given me at, insert employer name. It has been an absolute pleasure to work at, insert employer name. But recently, I have had to make some decisions based on my family and we are moving to another location. I wish you all the best. Let this uh, email, letter, whatever you're going to do it in, serve as my two weeks notice. Again, thank you for everything. It has been the pleasure of my life to work here. That's it. You put it on your family. We're moving. It's a family thing. Can't wait to cross paths sometime in the future. I would absolutely blame the personal, say we're moving. You can even say we're moving to be closer to family or whatever. Yeah. Family always trumps work. Work's never going to be mad if you're saying I'm making a family decision. And as long as you put it in that way, it's been a great pleasure to work here. I'm really sad that I have to leave, but it is something I have to do for my family. You're in the fucking clear. No harm, no foul. That's an easy one. That was an easy one. We wish you luck. Uh, nameless mover across the country. All right. Shall we move on? Good luck with your, with your move. And, uh, we shall move on. All right, here we go. I believe this is our final question. Hey, Clues and Pace Case. My name's Caroline, and I have a, a very important question for you guys today. So a few weeks ago, my girlfriend Alice asked me to marry her, and I said yes. Um, and I have been trying to think of a good way to ask her back, because I think that would be, um, you know, really fun. Uh, she introduced me to Game of Roses. Um, I had never watched The Bachelor before, and she started me on that. It's now a really integral part of our relationship. It's really fun. Um, she's a kind of pure 4TRR, shy guy type of player, which plays really well off of my kind of um, free spirit, extreme face play uh, kind of game. And... I was wondering if you guys think it's a good idea for me to uh, create an everlasting scream for her by asking her to marry me via this uh, Q&A. So let me know what you guys think. All right. Bye. Did we get this person's name? Did I miss it? I know Alice <laughs> is the, the proposer here, but I don't think we have who Alice proposed to. I don't know. Well... I don't know. Oh, my dark Lord Palmer. I knew this day would come. We are finally living Ben Higgins in the Colton Underwood premiere, watching <laughs> a, 
a proposal happen in real time on our show. I love this. Yes, this is fantastic. Of course, our advice is yes. Use this right now. Yes, do it. Clues, we should say at the same time, will you marry me, Alice? Okay. So that it's like the podcast is doing it. Ready? All right. One, two, three. Will, will you, you marry, marry me, Alice? Alice. <laughs> okay, that was not really in sync, but wow. I mean, what an honor to be a part of this, to even be considered for something like this is fantastic. Yes. We wish you both all the, the luck and happiness and love in the world as your lives now become one, become a beautiful union. And we hope you get an officiant that is better than the one... Uh, Tiffany and Brett had on Love is Blood. <laughs> no offense. No offense. <laughs> Roasting the Tiffany Brett officiate during this proposal. Please. Had to be done. Had to. <laughs> I did read that that was one of their friends. So no offense. But um... oh, that makes a lot more sense. I was like, <laughs> yeah. what is this dude doing? Um, congratulations. Love a dynamic duo where one's for TRR, one's more into face play, etc. I think your love is beautiful and you have a shared hobby. That's important. And I'm so happy for you. What's the hobby? The bachelor. This ain't no hobby. If you're in the pit, this is life. This is your lifestyle. Uh, your lifestyle. <laughs> it is for me. That's for fucking sure. It's great. You share a similar lifestyle. And <laughs> I hope you both get each other giant sparklers. I love when both partners propose. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. I do too. This is a really fantastic, fantastic question. Uh, and yes, our advice is, of course, yes. Use this as you see fit. I hope that you're both listening to this right now. This is so fucking amazing to me. Jesus Christ. Say yes, Alice. I know. Say yes. She probably will. Well, congratulations. Since she already proposed. On the proposals. Hopefully that the proposals are happening right now. And thank you for submitting this question. Thank you to everybody today who submitted these questions for advice. We hope you've been helpful in some way. Again, these are just our two cents. The decisions are yours. These are just our pieces of advice to try and help you make the best decision for your lives. And we're going to be doing this next week. So if you have found this entertaining... Ask Game of Roses. Good luck one-upping the last one. Do better than that. Can't. <laughs> Some big shoes to fill, but... um. If anyone out there would like to get advice from us, again, if you've listened to this and you thought, you know what? They really did have some good advice, um, especially about <laughs> how to train your child to be a player in our beloved game from infancy. If you have questions of your own, you have some situation in your life that you need advice, please send an email to askgameofroses at gmail.com with an audio file in it that is one minute or under with your question. Put your name in it. Put where you're from in it. We had a bunch of them today that were nameless. I always like to be able to talk directly to the person I'm trying to give advice to. But uh, we wish everybody out there well, of course. And Put your name in it. Put your assassination coordinates in it. <laughs> I'm not asking for assassination coordinates. Just a name. It doesn't even have to be a real name. You can make it up if you like. But again, we thank everybody for sending in these questions. We hope everybody has enjoyed today's episode. We're going to be doing this again next week. Send in some more of those questions, please. And before we go, as always, what is that dwab at? It has been 7,694 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. 
Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then 